0: Hello, and welcome to Modestly Metaphysical, a podcast where I bring you information about trending topics in the spiritual community and tips on where to get started in your journey. I'm Kara, and I'll be your host. Welcome to episode two. We are going to talk about the law of attraction and the seven laws of attraction to be specific. A lot of people don't know that there are different laws in operating in the background of the encompassing term of the law of attraction. Um, there are seven laws that come beneath the law of attraction that all come together to make manifestations work. So if you have been trying to manifest, as that is a huge trend right now, but you're not seeing things manifest for you, one of these laws could hold the answer to your problems. I know once I realized a few of these laws and why they work and how they work, manifestation started to come a lot quicker for me. So without further ado, I will cover the seven laws and what they mean and be prepared for possible tangents on each one. But anywho, let's get started. So the first law is the law of manifestation. When I think of this, I think of the quote, thoughts become things. And this is one of the most familiar of all the laws, I feel. And it pretty much just states that the object of our constant focus will manifest into our lives. It doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. Our thoughts and the frequency of the thoughts that we have is mirrored into the world around us which this is obviously very amazing and shows how powerful the mind is, but it can also be really scary because the flip side of this law is that we need to be careful about the negativity that we speak um, either about ourselves or about other people, about situations. This really points that making positivity your way of life can bring all of your desires to the forefront of your reality. Like I said, The mind is the most powerful tool, and you can definitely use it to your advantage when manifesting your desired outcome. So everything you think about is going to reveal itself at some point in your life. I use the analogy of if you go outside with the intent of seeing a yellow car, you're going to see a yellow car. But in the act of being so focused on that yellow car, you may not see or realize all, all the other cars that you see. It's the same when you fixate on a negative thought or feeling. Your awareness is more likely to be drawn towards those negativities and those negative outcomes in your life rather than the positive. So the flip side is also true of if you focus on all the positive things in your life, you're going to be experiencing and noticing those positive things more and more. And so this law definitely is a huge emphasis on, you know, seeing the cup as half full rather than half empty and just making sure that you're speaking positivity into your life, not only about yourself, but about others and about every situation that you encounter. And I see this a lot of like with using words to your advantage where instead of saying, I don't know, I try to say, I don't have that information right now. Or instead of saying, someone taught me to, instead of saying understand, saying overstand or understand, as well as I don't say good morning anymore. I say grand rising and never telling yourself that you can't do something. I feel like we all heard this. If you're an athlete, your coaches told you like, never say that you can't. Um, I try to be really mindful of the intention of my words and trying not to Um, accidentally speak negativity into my life using my language. So that's something to think about with this law. And yeah, essentially just having a positive mindset around everything in your life can attract more positivity. The second law is the law of magnetism. So the sciency definition that I have here is Magnetism results from orbiting electrons, aligning themselves with the electrons of another material, and either attracting, canceling, or repelling. It is similar with the personal energy that we each carry and radiate. We either attract strongly, attract weakly, or repel people by being whoever we are, positive or negative. People are often drawn to things that supersede physicality. It's like when you feel so drawn to make a decision that you really can't deny it, it just resonates with you at a deep spiritual level or something just you're so drawn to it. You can't deny it. Drawn to something bigger than yourself. It's a feeling bigger than yourself. Um, this is going to be when all of your thoughts align with something you really want for yourself and you start to attract those things towards yourself um you see yourself having it you believe that you deserve it so you are drawn to things that bring you further into alignment and the same is true about us and the positive energy that we project some people are attracted to us and some people are repelled by us because they don't like your positivity um we can apply this by think of thinking of what you're attracting there is a cause and an effect The effect you are experiencing often is because of the cause, which is you. If you're not getting the effect that you want, change the way you think. In conclusion, we attract what we are. That is, we attract into our lives people, things, and events that have the same vibrational energy as our own. We act just like magnets. The third is the law of pure desire or unwavering desire. When you desire something and you believe it with all your heart, you have undeniable faith that you will have it, or it's so real that you can almost taste it, as some people say, then the law of pure desire will deliver it to you. But underneath every desire is a reason for that desire. Your desire may be to be rich. like That's what you think that your desire is. But when you look deeper, the reason may be likely that it is that you have experienced a lack of money and you want to feel financially free. The quality of your desire will either hinder or assist your end goal. This quality is determined by the reason why you want what you want your reasons can't be manipulative fear-based or desperate your motivations have to be genuine healthy and for the betterment of you and the rest of your uh, rest of the world this means that you accept that whatever will be will be and you're happy with it mm-hmm. this law looks at why you have this desire in the first place It would be a good idea to first find out who you are and why you do the things you do. Um, This kind of relates to shadow work and realizing the deeper motivations behind all of the things that you want for yourself. I often explain this as if you're trying to manifest the perfect lover into your life, but deep down you feel like you don't truly deserve that love, you're blocking your blessings. Same thing if, if is if you want to have an abundance of money, but doubt your ability to actually get there or doubt that the universe is actually going to watch out for you in that aspect. Um, the desire you feel for what you want in life must be so strong and unwavering for it to work, but at the same time, you have to detach from it. So when you sit there wondering when it's going to happen and like, why don't I have it yet? Like just pretty much watching the clock tick. You actually are pushing it away from yourself because you're chasing and chasing is a very low vibrational activity. So wanting is the opposite of a prosperity mindset. Want and desire are different. I know that sounds confusing, but when you want something, it's almost like you're needy about it. And it's like, it's kind of like when you feel like the more you desire something, the further it gets from you. And then when, like, I guess the analogy I would use is when you like someone and you really want to be with that person. It's like the more you want it, the less interested they are. It's the same type of concept. Like once you just let, Let things go and let things be. Everything works out how it's supposed to. The fourth law is the law of paradoxical intent or delicate balance. Balance happens to be one of the key themes in the law of attraction. Finding balance with ourselves helps the balance to radiate out into the world, raising our frequency and alignment. That means showing appreciation and gratitude for what you already have to live an abundant life. You have to shift your mindset to already living one. The law of delicate balance says that we need to enjoy and value what we already have in our lives right now. I, when I think of this, I think of the um, like living in the present moment, which is a really strong theme in Buddhism. And knowing that desperation or anxiousness isn't a positive energy, and just like it can push people away, it can push away outcomes of our desires. The goals that we have already attained should be positively remembered and celebrated and not just forgotten and tossed to the side when something new comes up. I also think of the, um, I always see it of the um destination addiction when people are like oh i'll be happy when this oh i'll be abundant when i have this whereas with this law you focus your um you change your focus to be on already living that way or i'm already happy because i have these things i'm so grateful because this is how my life is um If we balance what we have with what we still desire, it's much more likely that our energies will pay off. Gratitude and love are some of the highest vibrational feelings. So when we live in abundance right now, in in gratitude right now, we attract more of the things that we are grateful for or want to be grateful for. If you don't show appreciation for what you already have and achieve, why would you get more of it? For me, this is where affirmations come into play because I talk to myself like it is present tense. I use I am statements for the things I want to bring into my life coupled with what I'm grateful for. And when I do my gratitude as well, I'll say, like, I am grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my job. And then I'll say something that I don't have yet. And act like I already have it and I'm already grateful for it. So I'll say, I'm grateful for my brand new house that I just moved into. Or, you know, I'm grateful for finding the best friend to go out on the weekends with, you know, whatever. It can be anything. But gratitude is pretty much the theme here of like, you can't have more things to be grateful for when you aren't grateful for what you already have. The fifth law is the law of synchronization. And to me, paying attention to the synchronicities that the universe is showing you not only offers some reassurance, but can help guide you in the right direction. I believe that these are messages, possibly from the subconscious mind, to help you understand um, what you need in order to live your best life. Like kind of like dreams and things when Just things start to show up that seem like signs or it could also be the universal energy or divine energy showing you that it's right there with you. It's reassuring you that you're on the right path. Either way, both amazing for self-development and growth. I think that synchronicities can be anything from an unexpected phone call from someone you've been thinking about angel numbers, symbolism. Um, I really pay attention to like if I see bird feathers, um, just knowing the symbolism behind different things can be super helpful as well. i never see anything as a coincidence. If it feels like a sign, it's a sign. So this could be also some more examples would be like you start seeing the same person over and over again, and you end up having a conversation with them that leads to an inspired project or you know, just an enlightening conversation or seeing the synchronicities and signs and symbols and numbers around you. All of those things hold a lot more weight than people realize. When I start to align myself or ask the universe for signs, I start to see them. And it's just having no doubt that those are signs, you know, Um, a lot of times I'll ask for three signs in a row and I'll end up seeing the same angel number three times that day. And I've learned to stop doing that because I've started to learn to trust the first sign and tapping into my intuition to know whether or not it is a sign. And like I said earlier, if it feels like a sign, it is a sign and that's enough. And, when you start to stop doubting, when you stop to start, um, when you, whatever I just said, when you stop doubting the intuition that you hold and you trust that those are the signs that you're supposed to be seeing, then you start to have an active awareness of all the events happening to you on a daily basis. And you start to see the bigger picture of the opportunities that the universe is creating to help you on the path towards your desires. When you start to pay attention to those little signs, you start to get big signs. And I've noticed that first and foremost in my life after I started to really tap in and notice things and pay attention to the world around me. Anything can be a sign if you want it to be a sign. And it doesn't always have to be metaphysical, But I definitely make it metaphysical because if I ask for a sign and I see something that feels like a sign, I'm going to follow whatever I held myself to. That leads me into the next law, which is the law of right action. What some people may not understand is that along with the law of attraction, the law of right action must be exercised too. To get results, you need to, yes, think and speak positive thoughts, and also you need to take action, but you need to take right action. So the law of attraction can get you into the right mindset, and from there, you need to create your action plan, but it needs to be the correct steps. The universe can show you all the signs on what decision you need to make, but it won't make the choice for you. A part of learning in this physical existence is that you have to do the things that align with what you want. The concept of free will is always at play and the universe can guide you to the right decisions, but you have to choose to see them and act on them. This is really important to understand because I know that there's a lot of people out there that are probably trying to manifest something and taking zero action towards these things. And most people never take the first step because they can't get beyond their minds. Once you have faith believing that you'll get what you want, it's a lot easier to take action. When you make the right action, you feel aligned and you start to do things that really resonate with what you're trying to achieve and you do it for the right reasons. And I'll get into what the right reasons mean. But if you don't take that action, you'll do what I did and just keep getting better at getting worse. (laughs) And for a long time, you may have been guided to move in specific directions to address certain issues about yourself. However, due to the ego's fear which is a very natural state within the current day and age it comes with the ego's inability to trust and that its inability to see that it will be supported and guided towards your authentic self sometimes you have to take a leap of faith and just trust that things will work out for you and trust in yourself and your vision And unless you take actions that are in harmony with your thoughts and dreams and proceed in an orderly manner towards what you want to obtain, there won't be any fruit. You won't see the fruit of your labor. Um, There are lots of things that can get in the way of you doing this. It could be fear or just laziness. But I always think that being lazy... Is a fear of something like a fear of failing or a fear of letting go of the current life that you live. And relating back to what right action is, I see it as also relating to having the right intent behind things. So, right action isn't just having the intention of it being positive for everyone involved, but knowing that it will be positive for everyone involved because I always think about the quote of good intentions pave the road to hell or the road to hell is paved with good intentions rather. And so you can attend to do well, but you could also end up hurting someone in the process. Uh, So it's like they have the intention of helping someone, but who has to be hurt for that to happen. So, knowing that the actions that you take are in 100% integrity and stepping forward into those actions without having any negative consequence on yourself or anyone else and truly believing that you're doing 100% good for the world. The last law is the law of expanding influence or universal influence. Think of this as the quote from the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, of as above, so below, as within, so without, everything is you. Energy expands into the world and has influence, not only in your personal arena, but the world at large. You co-create with the universe So the law of universal influence means that we have influence on everything and everyone around us. I really noticed this at play when I did psychedelics, and I literally saw the energy that connected us all. Sounds wild, I know, but it was undeniably seen by me. And... Ever since experiencing that, I've always been very aware of how my energy can affect those around me, and I see it as like a ripple in the water where I radiate out and hopefully my ripple hits someone else's ripple and it just expands and continues to expand and hopefully causes a network of this beaming, radiating positivity That impacts those, not only those that I love, but people that I may not know, like my positivity could expand out and influence the next person. And that person influences someone that I don't know, but it all started with a ripple. And remember that everyone and everything is connected. So energy has the power to expand into every crevice of the world. It's so, so powerful. And Everything from the way you handle business to your influence in a friendship or relationship impacts you and the world around you. I've also seen this firsthand when I start to um, see that either someone influences me or I influence someone to make some sort of change in their life. And like I said, it just ripples out. They influence someone else. I influence someone else based off of someone influencing me. And it just literally multiplies exponentially. And those are the seven laws. I'm not going to dive. If there's one that someone really wants me to dive deeper on and have like a stone talk about it or something, let me know. I just wanted to cover the basics and um, leave it to your own devices after that just because some of the concepts are really similar to each other. And I didn't want to be too redundant with like continuing to expand on them because they all relate to each other, obviously. But being aware of all seven of the laws of attraction is a great foundation for making more conscious choices towards manifesting. And definitely don't ignore the fact that the energetic vibrations of your conscious and unconscious beliefs are really what you need to focus on if you want to have lasting change, especially the unconscious thoughts. Um, We can consciously choose positivity and create more positive energy. So we have to be mindful because every thought, action, and reaction influences those around us and the energy around us. And so every thought and every deed definitely plants a new seed in the garden of our lives. So it's very important to understand our motives, our actions, our underlying beliefs and thoughts about ourselves and people around us and how it reflects back onto us. And honestly, it's a lot of taking responsibility for the course of your life because in the end, we're all responsible for ourselves And other people can influence us, yes, and negatively impact us, yes, but we can consciously make decisions every day to make those situations better for us and easier to flow with. So thank you for listening to the second episode. That's all I have for you. I'm going to sign off with a little bit of sound healing just quick. It'll be just some singing bowls or crystal bowls or something, But I always like to end with a little bit of positivity to make sure you're leaving in the best energetic state as possible. So thank you. This is Modestly Metaphysical, and I'm Kara, and I'll see you next time. Namaste and may you have a abundant and beautiful day.